Ja, vi elsker dette landet som det stiger frem. 3, 2, 1, 0, 0. You're listening to the Knives Templars. So let's go ahead and get started. Hey, I'd like to welcome everybody to our show today for the Knives Templar, and we're going to take a little different approach. My uh, my buddies that are normally on the show with me, my co-host uh, Eric, Chris, Odysseer, and Joey are uh, spending their afternoon making knives today, and I am fortunate enough to have a couple really close friends. I would like to introduce you guys to my friend uh, Jarl Eric Storschen. Did I say that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Jarl Erik Storesun. That's the Norwegian. Storesun. Uh, Storesun. Storesun. Yeah. And where do we find so you at in good. the world? Where do we find you at in the world today? Yeah, I uh, live in a small, small uh, town, uh, Tisvær, outside of uh, the uh, city of Haugesund, and that's uh, in the western part of uh, Norway. And that's so, on which uh, a, which sea is that on? The North oh, yeah. Sea? <laughs> yeah, yeah, North Sea, yeah. So North we got uh, England on our, uh, what is it, west-south, I think, southwest. I don't know. You can use a sunstone. Is it a sunstone that you use to go to England? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, correct. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, <laughs> we've got Anders Hermansen. And he is coming yeah. to us from another place in Norway. Where do you find yourself today, Anders? I'm in a little town called uh, Mysen. See, I've always it's, said Mysen. Uh, yeah, that's about almost correct. Uh, <laughs> it's in the east of Norway. So how long Norway. would it take you to... Oslo. Uh, oh, Oslo. Oslo. And how long would it take you to get to uh, uh, your next country over is Sweden, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And how far are you from Sweden? About uh, 30, 35 minutes. Gotcha. So that's pretty cool. Is it? Is it? Can you just drive across the border? Yeah, I can. Uh, we often go there for shopping, you know. Uh, vacations, little fishing trips, and stuff like that. Oh, you get those little Swedish fish. Yeah, the the goldfish, you know. They are uh, awesome in Sweden. <laughs> in America, <laughs> Swedish fish are these little red, gummy-tasting, uh, over-sugared fish that we eat. They're candy. Is that the same thing you're talking about? Oh, yeah, they come in a... A little bag, you know, a little blue bag, and it says goldfish. Ah, I got you. We just call ours the Swedish fish. Swedish fish. Yeah. Hey, um, so I'll tell our listeners today how I met you guys. I um, um, have had a beard for many years, and uh, when you have a beard, uh, Facebook's algorithms figure you out and start recommending things to you. And I guess that I don't do very good typing my English because it must have thought it was a foreign language. I uh, probably don't spell well. And it said, hey, you may want to join this sh- this this site. It's a Beardman Club. And it was called Shagman Clubbin. Shagman Clubbin. And it's run <laughs> by uh, some really cool guys. And, um, and ironically, you know, I found... Uh, many years ago that I had some Scandinavian heritage. I would like to think that it's uh, Norwegian, but uh, it's just in the Scandinavian zone as it was circled on my little map. And then I've got some English and some Scottish uh, heritage as well. But I teamed up with these guys and uh, joined the joined the Facebook group, Shegman Clubbing, um, which is a Beardman club. And uh, it's really cool because over in Norway... Um, they have this club that uh, not only meets uh, as uh, social gatherings, but they also go out and do a lot of things annually for uh, different charities, especially children in hospital around Christmas. It's such a beautiful thing they do. But uh, I got to where I was uh, enjoying these guys, got a club ring, and uh, 
there were four guys, two of which are with us today, that just stood out in the group that I befriended, and uh, we formed our own little side group, uh, and uh, called, uh, I think we called it in the beginning, uh, um, Four Vikings and a uh, Mutt, nor, Mutt, uh, Mutt Viking or Mutt Englishman, because I claimed a little heritage, even though probably not a lot there, but anyway, um, have just developed a wonderful relationship with these guys and, uh, they've got wonderful families over there and, and, uh, and I've learned a lot about their culture and looking forward to visiting them someday. So how do you guys interpret that story? Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, the way, uh, I, uh, met you was, uh, through the segment, um, club and on Facebook and, uh, I saw, I think it was you and Kai or something that uh, one of our little group that uh, yeah. uh, had a conversation or something on the Facebook, and I, uh, I think you sent some kind of presents to each other, and I thought, oh, why not uh, try myself? Right. Uh, like, yeah, and I think it was, uh, was it before Corona or was it just in it the was. beginning? Yeah, so it was. Uh, it was right before. Yeah, and I was uh, in a in a like a trans personal transformation. So I was like trying to get more uh, open minded and uh, and just uh, try new things. Like, why not uh, try to be friends with an American dude on Facebook? Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, and we uh, and and for chatting. me, it's always good to have. For me, it's always good to have a couple Vikings as your friends. Yeah, of course, always. You guys are tough. <laughs> I think so. We like to think so. Do you still think of yourselves as Vikings, or you just think of yourselves as Norwegians? Tell me what well, I want to hear, uh, but tell me the truth. Yeah. Okay. The truth is, I see myself as a as a Norwegian, but I actually live by the old uh, Norse uh, ways. You know, you get. Um, the religion called Asatru, uh, uh, often referred as um, Norse uh, mythology, and uh, you know, like Thor, Odin, Loki, stuff like that. Uh, I always lived like that, you know. Uh, so, in many ways, you can say, "Yeah, I might be a Viking." Uh, cool. I'm a <laughs> yeah, he absolutely does. <laughs> hmm? No, I think it's so cool because see here in America, and, and of course that was Anders talking, and, and Anders' story, he kind of came into our group the same way. We all just got to chatting. All knife makers need abrasives, plain and simple. Here at Knives Templars, we're proud to partner with Phoenix Abrasives. I used to get my belts from another company, but they spent more time on marketing than they did customer service, sometimes taking two-plus weeks to ship my order. That's not the case with Phoenix Abrasives. They're obsessed with committing all of their resources to customer satisfaction. Whether you're using a 2x72, 2x42, 1x30, or something else, they've got you covered. They even carry Rhino Wet Sandpaper. So go to phoenixabrasives.com shop and enter promo code TEMPLARS10 for 10% off your next order. The thing is in America is that we have this history of a uh, 250 years, uh, and it's not a lot, and it's such a melting pot of everybody. It's the reason we scramble and do our 23andMe to find out where we came from to say, hey, we, we came from this particular region. And I guess I know that even people from Norway, you know, you're you're still a melting pot of people over the centuries of that came into Norway, but you, your your heritage is a lot truer to. Um, your DNA and bloodline as far as your people go. So, I mean, you've got a couple thousand years worth of heritage and people really only know about, you know, what happened, uh, 1200, 1300 years ago. Um, but there's such a great story to tell, um, that, that your, that your country, but the thing is that you can hold back, you can go back and look on those, those old, uh, um, civilizations and realize that that's still in your blood. And I, I see that in the pictures and I see that, that you share when you go out and do things and, uh, just really how you are as a people, um, people think that, uh, I think that the Viking culture was one that was, um, 
pillaging and destroying, but uh, Vikings brought a lot of culture to the world and was really a, a wonderful farming community and, and a technical community for the development of weapons. And you can also say that um, world navigation, because um, I do believe uh, a gentleman from Scandinavian descent uh, came to America first. I think he beat Columbus by quite a bit of time. Yeah, I was about I was about to say that uh, <laughs> you know the the common like um, uh, uh, perception or how we uh, like to see the Vikings are like they are they were travelers, explorers, and uh, not just rapists and pillagers. You know, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we like to see ourselves like uh, like that. Uh, explorers, you know, so uh, and a lot of Norwegian uh, guys and women and men throughout the times uh, have uh, have uh, traveled and explored great things uh, even after the Viking times. So, um, so yeah, I think we we like to look at ourselves as explorers. Well, what's wrong yeah. with you guys? Because you haven't you haven't made any uh, pilgrimage to America yet. You're both still sitting over there. You got that big C right next to you, and I yeah. told you we'd go to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was uh, when I um, when uh, me and my wife married. We uh, we uh, went on a three weeks, four weeks trip, and uh, we went to New York for uh, a week, and uh, Florida, Orlando, yeah, for a week, and uh, and uh, on the cruise. And uh, the biggest mistake we did. Uh, hindsight was uh, uh, following just uh, you know the the charter line of everything. We went to Times Square in all the shops and uh, bought a lot of useless things. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what did you think <laughs> about America as compared to Norway? You know, what was the difference? What, what if that that was your first time here? Correct. No, I, I think. Oh, Obviously, my my view on America as many other things has uh, grown as I have grown, and uh, coming to understand yeah. uh, how we all uh, are just people, you know. So, uh, looking uh, past all the politics and uh, whatnot, I think it's all it's always been like a, a very exciting uh, thing for me, you know. Uh, and I uh, like I'm playing music guitar as you know and uh, yeah. so america obviously are uh, like a uh, heaven when it comes to you mentioned nashville and uh yeah i felt like when we were uh, when we went to america we uh, we were um, in a lot of those uh, amusement parks and uh, shops and everything was big you know uh, but uh the people uh, i remember was very very kind and uh in new york city trying to yeah i think uh, all over the place where we met people obviously uh we didn't went, go to a lot of things outside of uh like in new york times square and uh square uh was that was the square garden no the the park yeah madison square uh, garden or yeah, yeah. no the the, the 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 park where uh oh oh central park Central Park, of course, yeah. So, as long as you're there uh, so, during the uh, day. Uh, coming in? As long as you're there during the daytime. Yeah, yeah. You know, so <laughs> so we were there only by daytime, and so we, we uh, the experience we had are limited to where we went and what time we went there, of course. So, But uh, I think there was a lot of nice people throughout, families, uh um, yeah, we met some some other types of people too, uh, with their yeah, lots of, own struggles. Lots of different but, uh, types of those, people. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think everyone was kind to us and uh, open-minded that we were Norwegian, and uh, so uh, no, a good a good impression. Well, that was great, Anders. You're a yeah. hardworking. You're a hardworking man. You uh, actually, you both are, but I haven't talked to you that much yet. Um, so, Anders, uh, you live over in. I say Meissen. You say Meissen. Yeah. Okay, Meissen. Meissen. 
mission. Yeah, okay. that's actually perfect. And you are quite the outdoorsman. Um, and I made you, well, let me tell this quick story real quick because Kai is not on the uh, call today, but um, our friend Kai, um, he was talking about going out and buying a new knife, an Opnol or something like that, back in September or so of 2019. And I had always wanted to start making knives. And uh, I think uh, I started making this knife, which really looks like something that someone would make in prison these days. <laughs> it was, but it's he, he, one of the prison, uh, prison chunks. You, yeah, uh, but he says he, he, says he likes it. I, I heard her episode. <laughs> I think he, he says he likes it, but I think you'll get a new one someday. You all will because you're dear friends. But um, so I made this very first knife very crudely and bought some supplies. And I probably had a thousand dollars into that first knife because of all the things I was buying to make it. But uh, Anders, you got knife number two, the Woodwose yeah, Bushman. Did. And one of the right. things I noticed about you was um, you're a great outdoorsman. In your work and, and life, yeah, I uh, I'm a logger uh, by heart and uh, work. So uh, I uh, take the knife with me when I'm outside, you know, uh, felling trees and stuff like that. And uh, in my breaks, I often take out the knife and you know, start uh, whittling uh, away just to make something. Uh, because the knife you made me, you say, you say it's uh, not a good knife, but uh, to be honest, it's one of the best knives I've ever had. Because and I, and I had a lot of knives uh, during my time, but this knife, this is so special. Uh, I just love it. Uh, feels good to use. It gets the right um, handling. The grip. Uh, if that's the correct word. The grip. Yeah, the grip and weight on it. It's so yeah. perfect. Well, it's nice of you to say that. And I guess what I would say, the knives are very nice. Um, they're perfectly good knives. It's just I think that my ability to make a more attractive knife. And, I, and you ha those are attractive knives. It's just, uh, you know, your skill grows. Matter of fact, you know, you talk about um, felling trees and, and, you know, you, you mm. I, it's amazing what you do. You're a chainsaw master. I'm surprised you haven't put out any videos juggling them yet, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you, challenge accepted. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> no, you, you definitely, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised you're not in any advertisement selling chainsaws, but, uh, not only that, your craftsmanship, uh, uh, any type of wood or things that you do, some of the outdoor, um, a uh, thing that I saw you do early on that was so cool we don't really see here in America is you made this nice little sitting area out of logs um, that you had felled trees. And uh, I don't know if it had a roof on it or not, but I know it had chairs or benches built into it and just a place for people to sit and relax. And I thought, man, that that's just so neat. Uh, and to be able to think in your mind and put that together was cool. You remember that? Yes. Yeah, I remember that very well because... That was a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, I, I don't remember the uh, English word for it, but uh, yeah, now I did, as I said it, because um, I was uh, making uh, uh, log joints or what yeah. you call it, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, joints, you're right, you're right. Yeah, freehand log joints uh, with chainsaw. Uh, and I used a little axe um, to make it. And uh, I remember all the work, but it was so worth it because it turned out very, very, very nice, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen you do anything that is not cool. Matter of fact, you've, you know, you've made Thank toys you. for children that, that need things. And um, you are actually a social leader in Shegman Klubin. Um, and work with them on a lot of the charity work and the different things that they do in the communities, correct? Correct. Uh, I try to contribute with uh, what I can, you know. Um, so uh, either if I'm there helping, you know, uh, maybe driving something or whatever they need me for, I'm uh, trying to be there as, as often as I can. Uh, yeah, you're probably one of the most giving people I've uh, I've met in my life. 
It's a nice thing. Well, I, I try because uh, one of my uh, life in, uh, goals here in life is that there's too much cruelty in the world, so be it a beacon of light. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but uh, no. always be a good person. That's what I try to teach to my, uh, my daughter, too. Always be the best version of yourself. And if that is to, you know, making a wooden toy for a kid that is like maybe eight, nine years old and never had a toy because the parents can't afford it, I will make him one or I will buy him one or something like that because everybody deserves a worthy life, you know. Yeah, everybody needs yeah, to think... be loved. I think Chip. I think uh, Anders. He's uh, like the, you know, the guys with the uh, long beards, skinheads with, uh, with a lot of tattoos. They look scary. Right. And they come uh, to the old lady and they say, "Oh, I can help you with the, your bags." And you know, just a good-hearted uh, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's Anders. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that, that's actually pretty, pretty um spot. Uh, because Accurate. when you say it like that, I actually help old elder people over the road. I carry their groceries. I uh, help uh, women with uh, with their um, uh, strollers if they go upstairs. You know stuff like that. That, that that's what I do. Yeah, you got a big heart, and I noticed that about you early on. And of course, you know, I would say that. Kai and Morton, um, our other friends that uh, are part of our particular group, they um, they have those same hearts that uh, each of you do. Even when uh, Jarl Eric puts on his too small band uniform and goes uh, dancing up the street with a drum, with a child's parade beating on the drums for your uh, Norwegian uh, Independence Day and things like that I've seen. As knife makers, we all know the importance of quality handle material. Something that's both tough yet beautiful will increase the value of your knives and allow you to build something that your customers will love. When it comes to the handle material for my knives, I choose Swikowski Scales. Run by Sarah Halpain and her mentor Alex Swikowski, they have a combined 20 years experience making handles and knives. They offer stabilized burls, exotic hardwoods, vintage micartas, and some of the best segmented scales in the business. Find them on Instagram at Swikowski Scales or on their website, SwikowskiScales.com. That's S-W-I-E-C-Z-K-O-W-S-K-I Scales.com. So, uh, Anders, so you got a pretty special knife from uh, Chip, and I can tell yeah, you... I got yeah, let me tell you how special it is. You got a special edition, edition knife called the Woodwolf's Bushman Full Moon Edition. Correct. Do you know why it's the Full Moon Edition? Uh, probably because of I got no hair. No, no, no. You got a, there's above the uh, above the Bigfoot logo. Uh, have you noticed yeah. there's a there's a full moon there, right? Yeah, I notice it on the on the blade that you have your logo there and a full moon. Of course, I see it. So you know why that full moon is there? Why the full moon is there? Well, I'll, I'm just going to tell you because yeah. every every knife is 57 mistakes corrected, and on and you're hearing this for the first time. On your particular knife, when I was putting the logo on the knife, there was a little pinhole in my uh, stencil and when I put the logo yeah. on there and I took it off there was this little hole and I was like oh my gosh it was deep and I've just ruined this knife how do I fix it so I cut out a little circle with a hole punch a little tiny one off of a leather hole punch so it's you know less than uh, a couple millimeters across in circumference and uh, I etched a perfect circle in there and it became the full moon edition and since there was a Bigfoot walking through the forest, it worked, right? Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. You know the story. But, uh, uh, Chip. Chip. Yes. Uh, you were talking about your heritage uh, yeah. earlier. Uh, and since we were talking about uh, Bigfoot, I found out what your actual heritage is. 
What is That's that? your 50% Norwegian and 50% Bigfoot. I think there's a, there's a there's a strong resemblance there for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. Have you, you know, you guys you're seen... uh, half Viking, half uh, Sasquatch. Yeah. And a little <laughs> and a little bit of English maiden from one of those trips over into uh, England back in you know 1200 AD. So, mm. you guys seen any Bigfoots in uh, Norway recently? Yeah, but he's a friend of mine. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but 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 he, but he, he they are both bo- both are uh, equal hairy. Gotcha. But they won't tell anybody <laughs> they saw you because the other Bigfoots won't believe him. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know so, who I saw? <laughs> <laughs> so uh so Eric, Jarl Eric. Yeah. Uh, how do you come by the name Jarl Eric? Because here in America, when we watch uh the show Vikings or we watch the show Norsemen which are uh, um, shows that you have also had over there, um, you hear the word Jarl, and Jarl means, uh, to us, it means like chief or, uh, you know, the leader. So how did you yeah. come about the name Jarl, Eric? Yeah, uh, obviously it's uh, not my, my decision uh, to have to get that name, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I always loved my name because of uh, uh, the the you know the comparison with the uh, the viking uh, chiefs or um yeah uh, the the jarls and um so i i'm not sure i i have a, a grandfather named uh, jarle with a, an e on the uh-huh. uh, on the um, and and um i'm not sure if uh, that's where the name come from but uh, uh yeah i think it's a it's a it's like a, a true Norwegian name. Uh, if it was only right. Eric, it would be more like international. And so I, I love the name. And um, I think actually the the Eric uh, part uh, means um, powerful or ruler. So you got the yeah. the the chief ruler or the, the mighty chief, or you can uh, play with it as you as you like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love the name. Uh, it, it gives me like a, a what, feeling of uh, belonging to to the the Viking uh, area or, uh, or something like that. Uh, also, I want to mention like this yeah. uh, place uh, where I live and where my uh, uh, what's it called uh, kin, my my family uh, come from, uh-huh. and uh, my family name Sturesun. Uh, this was the 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 uh, the place. Uh, like ten minutes from my house, it's a place called uh, Avalsnes, which uh, uh, was the the capital uh, in the Viking area. Uh, and so we have a lot of uh, like Viking uh, uh, heritage in this in this area. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I like my name. Uh, uh, going back to go back to that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it, and he also had a had a um, famous guy from the Viking uh, ages that was called Eric the Great. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, also, if if I don't remember wrong, he was also called Eric the Bloody, because he was kind of, you know, psycho. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was, you know, uh, he was very violent. He gave the Vikings a reputation. He probably did, yeah, you know. But I'm sure that's so, not uh, your. Yar- I'm sure that's not our y'all, Eric. He was probably see. There was another great uh, uh, Viking that I read about called uh, Eric the Goofy Funny Guy. And uh, he was from the Viking era as well. And I'm sure that uh, Jarl Eric uh, Storson is um, from that particular lineage. Uh, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, since it was so goofy. Yeah. Uh, he, he was probably the nephew of Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. No, so, I, 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 so, Eric, yeah. I was going to say I made you a knife and uh, as well and you guys have sent me some really cool pictures some of my most treasured pictures are uh the knives you've sent me actually over in norway 
and um you know i've got one where you're it's uh in a in a log uh, and you're uh, cooking something that we actually do here in the United States if you go backpacking, which is uh, you wrap dough around uh, a stick and you cook it over a fire. And then yeah. you've got this one neat one that's on my website where you're out at the water's edge and I, and you kind of pan over and your wife's walking up from the water. And I actually made an advertisement out of it. Yeah. And uh, you actually got my second knife I ever made. Oh, no, yeah. excuse me, third knife I ever made. Yeah, uh, third, Andrew's yeah. got number two. Yeah, I was very, very pleased with that, and I, I uh, it felt like uh, it was not long after I got uh, to know you guys. Uh, I don't know uh, how long it was, but uh, but but it, uh, it kind of that that's that's that was not my you know uh, uh, intention of uh, getting to know you guys uh, or uh, coming together in your uh, already established uh, little group so but uh it, w- it was cool when you started uh, making knives and actually i've uh, uh my my grandfather and my aunt uh i think uh, yeah, and my brother actually they have all made knives uh and my aunt did for a very long time um so so uh, that's always been something that i have uh, wanted to do and so uh when I saw you were getting into that uh, and uh, actually was going to give me a knife, uh, it was uh, felt very, very special, I think. So, uh, and I, uh, I, um, I love that knife. I think it looks uh, a little bit different than all the other knives. Uh, they all do, of course, but uh, with uh, the square type of sheath and um, you did uh, yeah. uh, uh, a deer on the on the sheath and uh a norwegian red deer yeah a norwegian red deer yeah that's uh that's <laughs> right <laughs> deer too. just depends on what side of the water you're on <laughs> yeah of course no so so uh, i uh, i uh, like andrew said i i love the knife and it's always uh with me when uh me and uh, my kids and wife were around on our uh our hiking trips or whatever so so, um, yeah. Well, you know, I never got the impression that any of you guys were befriending me for a knife. And here we are a year and a half later, uh, a little over a year and a half, I guess, uh, as good friends. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we've given things to each other. Matter of fact, uh, you know, I just recently got a package from uh, Morton uh, with these wonderful uh, wool uh, mittens from my wife and I and my new grandchildren. Um I'm not going to do my conversions right now, but it went from like 30 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, which is right at zero, 32 is zero in in America, to now it's shorts weather and it's sunny outside and we're all running around and we could go jump in the water now. So here it is uh, March the uh, 6th and it's you know almost 80 degrees, which would probably be around 27 or 28 degrees Celsius for you guys. So yeah. I'll have to wait to wear my mittens next year. Phoenix Knives invites you to the Texas Select Custom Cutlery Event, April 2nd and 3rd in Belleville. One of the largest knife shows in Texas, featuring forged and fire bladesmiths and knife makers from across the nation. Enjoy live forging demonstrations, shopping competitions, and shop for custom knives. Live auction, knife raffle, hot food, and cold beer all benefit local charities. Sponsored in part by Paragon Kilns, Ballistic Dummy Lab, and the Texas Knife Makers Guild. April 2nd and 3rd. Find us on TexasSelectEvent.com. We don't have much of a winter in, in Alabama, and you guys have, have come through a beautiful uh, winter. My second winter knowing you guys and seeing you out skiing and ice fishing and all these different things. Uh, the only thing I haven't seen you do this year, Eric, is uh, rip off your clothes down to your bathing suit and go jump into the water ice cold, which seems to be a Norwegian thing. Yeah, it absolutely does. I, I think... Uh, I uh, did that last year, uh, and uh, the kids went wild when uh, their daddy. And uh, <laughs> my my take on it was, uh, I was trying to be, you know, goofy. To uh, it was a uh, one of the fields where they um, they grow the 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 grass to uh, feed to the sheep. And uh, it was uh, had been a lot of rain, and uh, we had a a nice pond 
so uh, I was uh, going to just run out of the car and uh, jump into the water and swim in uh, like 30 centimeters of water. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, it would be cool, but uh, it has become like a, a big thing in Norway and uh, a lot of guys are are uh, swimming in the water and uh, the ice, like the Wim Hof era we're seeing now where everyone yeah. is supposed to jump in. So, uh, yeah, recently I I there was a YouTuber, um, that was very successful that just died recently, um, in the icy water. And I don't know if it was Norway or Denmark or Sweden or where, but, um, went into the water and didn't come back out and he was kind of known for doing crazy stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for me, it was, uh, only, uh, I've always been doing, uh, like, you know, fun, goofy things and, uh, so maybe one of these days, put me on to yeah. the idea. <laughs> yeah, your water was only like twenty <laughs> centimeters deep, and uh, yeah. and you were in and out. It's yeah, quickly. not much. <laughs> <laughs> it was something else. So uh, yeah, so your your family, and that's one of the things I thought was really cool about you, and and um, you. Um, Actually, uh, I've seen the knives and all the stuff that you've shown us from your parents' house where they had, uh, or grandparents' house and so on, that had the um, handles and the knives, a lot of uh, um, hidden tang-type knives and uh, um, really cool, cool craftsmanship. And there's a lot of wonderful still old-world craftsmanship of old men just working in small little buildings, making knives, putting them out all over um, Europe these days. But uh, yeah. Norway is one place. Poland is another place where you see a lot of really nice old world type knives come out. Yeah. I think uh, the, the, like the knife uh, heritage, if I was to call it that, in our family is uh, a bit uh, different, I think, because uh, they are not, uh, they're not smith. And they are not making uh, the the steel like you guys, right? Uh, so, so well, the you know, it's all it's still knife making. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. So, that, the, so the I think the the hours and the the like the honor in the craftsmanship was to make uh, like different types of uh, of handles and sheaths with uh, different expressions with uh, you know animals or uh, yeah whatever. So, uh, yeah. so a very popular hiking knife over here in the United States, a lot of the, if you go to outdoor stores and buy equipment, is Mora knife, M-O-R-A-N-I-K-N-I-V, I believe is how it's spelled. And is that a Norwegian or is that a Swedish brand? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Mora knives, uh, isn't that Norwegian? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Is it? And... Um, I use a lot of those knives uh, in my line of work when I do carpentry because uh, those I, I won't use the knife I got from you uh, for all the work I do because it's too nice. Right. So I have like I think ten ten uh, Mura knives, uh, different types of knives, you know. Uh, for different carpentry, and they are pretty, pretty good. Yeah, people prize them over here, and they actually pay quite a bit for them. And they're not terribly expensive, but they take care of them like very special knives because, number one, they're lightweight, um, and they're very sturdy knives. And there's also some groups out there that they go out and buy the knives and cut the handles off of them because they've, they've all got a, a, a polyester or plastic, plastic-type handle. And they'll put really fancy handles on them, which is kind of neat to see. But um, it's amazing that you see them pretty much as just an everyday utility type knife. And over here, they're kind of a specialty hiking knife. I guess yeah. it's all in how it's marketed. Yeah. But I was... Uh, the utility knives, yeah. I was thinking about a uh, thing um, when uh, I see the way that you make uh, knives where you have a... Uh, like a, a steel plate, and you cut out, cut it out, and uh, do your thing. Right. Uh, but I like the the um, the blades that we use uh, here when making a knife. If we buy a blade, at least uh, it's I think yeah. it's two different kind of steels, or 
pressed together or something. Oh, uh, kind of like um, um, Damascus. Damascus still, yeah. Yeah, but I think that I think yeah. the modern difference day, modern day Damascus. Yeah, but I think the Damascus is just. I think isn't that where you just press the hell out of the the steel and, and to compress it? Well, or? they they mix steels. They they mix steels. They'll they'll pour powders in there, steel powders, and they will heat them to high temperatures to weld the steel. Yeah. Then they'll hammer it out and they'll fold it and hammer it and fold it to get different uh, types of patterns in the uh, in the steel. Isn't that way you when you make Damascus knives, you got a weld and a weld. Uh, smith them right they'll they will put them in a canister and they will um evacuate the air because they're going to fill it up with uh metal uh powders and um and they will set and take all the air out and then they will heat them to a very high temperature where you're doing welding the metals together and uh and then if they fold them in this that and the other after they come out then they use a like borax um to set and hammer them out from there. I'm not a I'm not a Damascus expert by any means. I just kind of understand the process a little. But I'm not a real big Damascus fan. I don't really. They're beautiful knives. Yeah. It just doesn't appeal to me to make them. I don't, I don't think uh, um, that's uh, what I what I meant actually because I think that it's like uh, if you uh, make a if you make the, the if if you make the steel plate into a, like a U shape and you put a, another steel inside and you and you press so that the 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 um, what's it called the the sharp edge or uh oh you know the harder steel is in the fold yeah 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 that's right yeah hey listeners let's take a moment today to thank one of our sponsors for today's show and that sponsor is Ameribraid grinders Eric and Kevin over at Ameribraid have sold thousands of these grinders, and they are super nice guys, and their customer service is excellent. I would know. I've been personally using their 2x72 grinder now for two years, and it has changed my knife making to a whole new level. So if you're in the market for or looking to upgrade from that 1x30 or 2x42, then give Ameribraid a look. There you'll find they have three packages of grinders to offer. They have a mastery package foundations package and a get grinding package in which all of them come at different price points so i'm sure you'll find something that'll suit your needs as a knife maker and now back to the show yeah so like in axe making you'll see that a lot where they will um, split the steel on the cutting edge and they will uh, introduce a piece of high carbon steel uh, into that and then they will forge weld that together yeah so that you have a hardened edge on that cutting edge like that. That's very common in forged axes. To yes, exactly. That, that was um. So, so uh, my uh, uh, question was, what what's the difference? Why why are you guys making it out of one one piece, not like that? Oh yeah, it was pretty easy answer. Um, so the steels that I use are high carbon. I usually you know about almost a one percent carbon and um when i get that piece of steel it's annealed which means it's in a soft state and um i will grind it out at that point and then once i grind it out i heat it to a high temperature and i quench it in an oil um and all different steels quench in different media some are you will quench in a brine solution some you do in different types of oil some you can use in a um um like a canola oil or a uh, peanut oil and some people will use uh, an oil called parks 50 and they make different oils for all different kinds of steels uh. and it's so that it achieves a hardened state so where you're talking about like when they make that axe instead of making that whole axe because you want some of that softness of the other steel up in the axe yeah. um, it's so it's for performance but with a knife i can quench it and when I quench it, it hardens it just like that edge on that axe, but it can harden all the way through. Or I can do an edge quench where I just dump or dip the cutting edge in there. And then I go back and temper it after that to soften the steel just up a little bit so that it's not uh, brittle. And at that point, it maintains enough flexibility in the steel and enough hardness. And with you know the difference between what in America we call gas station knives or, or good quality store-bought or handmade knives is uh has a lot to do with the steels it's used and how it's hardened and uh it's not that you know 
any knife can be sharpened and will will cut. Hey guys, what was your source of inspiration when you first decided to make knives? You know, many go to the books and also some go to the web, uh, but many also head to YouTube for videos. Well, you know, we are fortunate enough to have Eric Rivers from the Rivers Experience as a co-host on the Knives Templars. But you know what? He's also a sponsor. And I tell you, 27,000 followers can't be wrong in following his skilled and educational regular videos that teach the fine arts of making beautiful knives. I know because I'm a subscriber to his channel and I learned at my pace and without making those mistakes by walking in the dark regarding knife making. Be sure and check out his channel, The Rivers Experience, on YouTube or his website at theriversexperience.com. And now back to our show. Uh, how's things going in the world on your side? I mean, you're closer to what's going on in Russia today, you know, and and, and, and unfortunately in the Ukraine. Um you know, I spoke with you earlier and you were telling me that uh, Norway is a member of NATO, which I didn't understand. But uh, how are the people doing in your side of the world? Business as usual, the same worries that we have as Americans, or do you feel any undue worry right now? I know that we heard about a um, a nuclear station they said was on fire, which they said turned out to be an administrative building. But things like that really are something else. So how's things in Norway regarding that? Well, uh, it's kind of quiet here but uh they are going you know a little more on the alert and in peace times and uh well we're sending uh food clothing uh weapons and stuff like that to ukraine um yeah like Andrew yeah. said uh i think uh like uh, we're all just uh a little more uh, on the alert but uh, we're, we're, we're it's uh, I think the difference maybe between America and uh, Norway is the, the the size of everything you know so with the, the media in Norway of course there are uh, different types of uh, yeah. meanings and uh, everything but uh, I think it's it's much smaller so so uh, we feel I think uh, the information we're getting are the, the truth so uh yeah, i think we're 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 uh, just f watching and uh and um yeah holding our breath kind of yeah Wait, way waiting yeah we're we're kind of doing the same thing here you know it's it's kind of odd to see that it's life is no usual here but everybody's watching and waiting and and i think a lot of us are just praying that you know the evil in the world kind of goes away and um i don't even feel that the russian people really truly want to be in this conflict right now unfortunately it's probably a small a very very tiny small portion of the of the russian people that are enjoying what they're doing right now but uh you know i'm i pray for you guys because i know that you're closer to it uh even from you know other situations just beside direct war just the closeness of it but uh it's uh it's a it's a different world and you know I, I really hope that it comes to an end because I've had to endure uh two years of this pandemic because I do plan to come to uh to Norway yeah. to visit you guys and then on top of that now we've got this which kind of shuts things down so I don't know we just need we need many years of peace ahead of us um and it's like you guys were saying earlier you know I think it was Anders that you know people just want to be loved and they just want to they just want, you know, we just need kindness in the world. Mm. And if that's coming from two Vikings, yeah, that's, that's but, pretty uh, damn cool, mm. given your reputation. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, isn't that uh, the, the way of the world? Uh, uh, like uh, unified, I think it's 99.9 uh, uh, of people are uh, just kind and uh, want peace and love. And uh, you got some rich, powerful dudes are uh, just trying to, yeah. Do whatever they are trying to do you know to uh, disrupt it all so yeah money and power yeah money and power corrupts the man that's for sure the the biggest problem is that when you put a man with uh excuse my french small penis syndrome yeah. uh at the top <laughs> for 24 years yeah. something's gonna go wrong and now we have the result so they should have seen that long time ago that he shouldn't be at the top for so long because he's become uh, drunk with power 
uh, and right. now right now he's abusing it, uh, and that's that's not good. But I, I'm not too afraid that he's gonna attack Norway because you got to be kind of special, stupid to attack a land full of Vikings. <laughs> and remember, in a NATO uh, country at that. Yeah, so. remember uh, in the Viking ages we only had axes and swords and stuff like that. Now we actually have assault rifles and the best trained. Panzer Battalion in the world. So, yeah, try it. Well, and everybody in America, everybody in America's got, you know, 15 guns in their closet. So, no yeah. sense in coming here. So, <laughs> We're so, already locked, locked and loaded. A lot of people here in Norway and we also, have te- also have a lot of guns. Yeah. So, uh, and I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we also have Ted, we have Ted Nugent. Yeah. We have Ted Nugent and Chuck Norris here. Oh, yeah, Chuck Norris. And Nugent. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just send Chuck Norris over to Russia and it's done. But I think, uh, yeah, doesn't yeah, I Russia, think that, uh, doesn't they have, uh, like, the Steven Seagal type? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, that just like you just laughed, we, we all laugh at Steven Seagal over here as well, so. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Seagal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we we're just we're just gonna pray for the poor people, and you know, it's like all we can do is give give what we can and help to rebuild uh, when it's time. And I even saw some people here in the states are paying for Air Airbnbs, um, and even though they can't use them, the Nor I mean, not Norway, Ukraine. Even though they can't use them, the Ukrainian people still uh. get paid. So if you know, one way to send money to Ukrainian people is to pay for their Airbnbs that they rent and the money goes directly to them. So I, uh, it's one neat way. So hopefully we'll have ways to to correct that and it'll be, I just have a, one one more thing to say about, uh, like the, how, how, uh, uh, how we see the situation or like, because we are so close and, uh, I feel like, uh, the, the other day I, I uh, do a lot of hunting. So I got a lot of guns, rifles and, uh, shotguns and uh, uh the other week i think it was i uh seriously thought about i have to go out and get some more ammunition <laughs> but then i have to you know <laughs> breathe a little bit <laughs> and uh think no no calm down so uh yeah it's better to be prepared you know yeah i'm prepared i got i got ammunition but uh yes but uh you know you get the, the, yeah, the feeling of panic and uh and you just have to breathe and uh Calm down and uh, be a bit rational. <laughs> I, I can relate to that. That is uh, that I is that is true. Yeah, that's good. You know, you know what it is. It's not so much for ourselves. It's for our wives and children and children in general. Uh, one thing I've seen coming out of Ukraine is the the looks on the mothers yeah. and the children's faces, and no no one, no no place in the Middle East, no place in in Europe, no place in Africa or anywhere should mothers and children have those looks on their faces. So that's what we have to work to fix and buy ammunition. And it's hard to buy ammunition in the United States. Um, they, it gets to us, it's been that way for years. It gets to the stores and it gets bought up as quickly as it, uh, as it hits store shelves. So my ammunition, I typically will. And I just bought a couple guns, but I've been buying my ammunition online from distributors that way. And and they can ship it directly to your house, which is kind of nice. But, my goal is just to go out and shoot deers and turkeys and yeah. put them on the table. Mine too. Only thing I ever want to take its life. And my grandfather taught me early on, if you're, if you're not going to eat it, don't kill it. So, um, you know, that deers and turkeys. So we'll see how that goes here. Yeah. That's my, that's my take oh, on okay. it too. I'm you know, sorry. uh, if I, if I, uh, shoot or kill something, I better eat it. And, uh, I'm not, uh, prepared to eat humans. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to this think twice about coming over yeah, there. Yeah. You've seen the signs, right? <laughs> yeah, Sorry, sure, I got to joke sure. a little bit because yeah, I think everything that's going on and has been going on for the last years, it's been uh, horrible. It's it's been so sad, you know. And but we got to face one thing. Uh, or you got to cut that out, what I said, the last thing, Chip, because I, uh, I mispronounced. <laughs> um, what you got to think about and do is, like I said earlier, uh, with everything that's been going on, 
the last years try to be a little nicer to everyone uh, because everyone needs it now yeah. because uh, the world is so uh, weird oh, yeah, for... it's been for the last years yeah, 100%. so yeah you know I I, um, uh, I usually uh, do my grocery shopping at uh, just one place um, one, one shop and I Every time I'm there, I'm talking to uh, to the uh, people that work there, and uh, there are other people that have that as their uh, grocery store. You know, or they only shop there. So we talk and stuff like that. And there's especially one older couple that uh, I talked to, and they said that uh, the small talks we have from now uh, sometimes. Uh, that that makes their day a lot better, uh, and that that's the, that's just two minutes of my life uh, that right. makes their week a lot better. So try to be kind, you know. Well, guys, I tell you what, I sure have enjoyed speaking with you today. It's always a pleasure. I know it's probably getting close to the dinner time there. If it's not already dinner, I think it's about six p.m., which would be eighteen hundred your time. It's 11 a.m., right. 1100 here in the United States right now. And uh, I'm so tickled that you came on the Nice Templars today so that uh, now we are an international podcast with international co-hosts for sure. So um, I look forward to uh, us talking again next time, and I enjoy our friendships. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you'll be doing the next week, guys. Go ahead, uh, Jarl Eric. Yeah, so uh, I've uh, enjoyed the, the chat and uh I enjoyed the Knives Templar podcast, and I'm uh, looking forward to to uh, listen to uh, the rest of it and what's to come. And uh, yeah, this week uh, I'm uh, in the process of uh, starting my new business, so I've got a lot of meetings, and uh, I'm going. We have uh, some uh, nice weather coming, so uh, I'm going to ride a lot of bike motorcycle. And um, I even got uh, you have a nice new motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> and I got uh, something uh, special uh, that I've uh, made that I want to send to uh, your way, Chip. Uh, I don't want. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I don't want to reveal what it is, but uh, I think it will uh, fit nice in this podcast. So I'm looking forward to uh, sending this to you well, this wonderful. week. So uh, let's see what you think. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to that. And I actually have a package to put together to you guys. And uh, um, Anders, I'll let you tell us what you're doing the next couple of weeks. But I've still got two pair of American-made Liberty overalls to send to you because you are my uh, southern redneck Norwegian friend. And that's American southern redneck Norwegian friend because we, we both love overalls. So what are you, uh, you going to be doing next next week or so, Anders? Well... First of all, I'm going to wear my overalls, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to use my knife. Um, the first upcoming week, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to be done with uh, two big uh, felling jobs. Uh, payday. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be nice. Uh, how, many tre- how many trees do you think you'll be taking down? Uh, this week? Yeah. Uh, between thirty and forty. Oh man! Wow. Yeah. So uh, and uh, and I'm gonna do some uh, carpenting on the evenings, and I'm gonna go look at two big jobs, uh, Monday and Friday. Hopefully, I get those because one of the jobs are gonna be a very good paid job and. it's outdoors, so it's a job I really want. So I'm going to look at it tomorrow. Nice. And other than that, it's I'm going to have a blast with my family and keep doing goofy stuff <laughs> with my daughter and wife. And your grand, grand, and grandchild. The you're the, uh, of course, yeah, I my think, grandchild. I think you're the, the, the youngest grand, grandfather I ever knew. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm turning uh, 37 
the 24th of March. And uh, I'm a grandfather. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. And you're and you're no less a grandfather in the way you treat those children. Uh, you're a great grandfather. Um, the way you treat the children uh, than any old grandfather I know. So just uh, one. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, me and uh, just had a yeah. question. Uh, we're talking about the overalls. You guys are rocking. Do you uh, are uh, do, uh, what, just the overalls with? Uh, are you on commando or? How are you guys rocking those <laughs> cool things? Depends on the customer. If it's uh, MILF, I'm uh, going. Uh, I'm going oh, okay. commando. He's got a, a gold a gold lame thong that he wears, a uh, big shiny thong that he wears with big gold boots. I'm sure that says Husqvarna on them. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, guys, course. I want to thank you for joining the Knives Templars and uh, our our listeners today. Thank you for checking in and. Uh, Look for a new episode with uh, Chris, uh, Eric, Otisir, and Joey coming out here in the next week. And as always, thank you for joining us. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.